Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. First, the bad news. SAP Business AI won't help you generate cubist versions of your family's holiday photos. But it will help you understand which supplier is best to help you roll out your plant-based packaging in Southeast Asia. Or identify the training your junior project manager needs to rise up the ranks. And automate repetitive tasks while you focus on big innovations. So you can be ready for the next opportunity. Revolutionary technology. Real-world results. That's SAP Business AI. Good Monday morning. On today's show, was Baker too childish and immature for the Browns? A recent report says so. Also, a grumpy anonymous coach says Jimmy G could have won two Super Bowls if he could throw the deep ball. Guess what, anonymous coach? He does have two Super Bowl rings with the Patriots. So you're actually talking about having four rings. And finally, (laughs) in an epic battle... Between mustard, ketchup, and relish, mustard loses their pants and falls down. True story. Before the show, Nick says, hey, are we using the the mustard racing video? Yeah. I said, yeah, at some point. He's like, that happened to me. So welcome to the show. I'm Kevin Wilds. Uh, Jenna's sick today. Get well, Jenna. That's Christmas art. That's Nick Wright. Go ahead, Nick. Tell us your tale. I was relished. This is at Kauffman Stadium. Listen, those are faulty uniforms. My pants fell down, and I fell, and they yelled at me. They were like, we told you not to get the costumes dirty. Get it together. These are bad uniforms. This is 10 years ago. It's still happening. I smell a lawsuit. I'm telling you. The fact that you said, I was relish, and then wanted us to pay attention. I was relish. John Moran sat down with Taylor Rooks and was very complimentary of the GOAT Michael Jordan in the standard definition era. Also said he would have cooked MJ. Take a listen. I wish I played in his generation, though. Yeah. You wish you would have played in his generation? Yeah. Why? I heard he was like, like just how he, you know, go about the game, you know, just that mindset he had. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would like to, you know, play against him, so. Yeah. You know, yeah, this time you're not saying, I would have cooked a... I would have cooked him, too. <laughs> You would have cooked Michael Jordan. Man, I, nobody got more confidence than 12. <laughs> Broussard, oh. is job right? Would he have cooked MJ? First oh, of all, let me say to... this. Because you know Ja's my man. I love the mentality. Okay. This is the type of mentality that allows you to go from Murray State to the All-Star game. So I'm with Ja on that. And as you said, he was very complimentary of Jordan. He wasn't, he wasn't dissing Mike. But no. No way, no how would Ja Morant have cooked Michael Jordan. Now, could Ja have scored on Jordan? Sure. Could Ja maybe have crossed up Jordan like Allen Iverson famously did? Sure. But getting the best, who would have got the best of who? Obviously, Jordan would have got the best of Ja for several reasons. One, he's 6'6". All right, Ja is 6'3". 
So he's got a, a serious height advantage. And to go along with that height advantage, he's just as athletic as Ja, if not more athletic. Ja had a 44-inch vertical leap. Jordan had Ja had a 44-inch vertical leap, Nick. I know you didn't see Jordan play. You were a little baby at that time. But Jordan has, according to Bleacher Report, tied according for the highest vertical leap in NBA history. 48 oh. inches. All right, According so the, the athleticism, there's no, there's no advantage for Ja in terms of athleticism. Thirdly, Ja is not a great defender, not even really a good defender at this point. Jordan was an awesome defender. Even the noted Jordan hater, Nick Wright, has him as top 20-ish defender of all time. Yeah, of course. So while Ja could not have no chance of stopping Jordan, Jordan would have stopped Ja certainly a lot more than Ja would stop Jordan. And then finally, Ja alluded to it, the competitiveness. Jordan's competitiveness is legendary in everything from ping pong to pool to obviously NBA basketball. Ja has yet to, yeah, right, do whatever you got to do to win. It remains to be seen, does Ja have that? So we'll have to see. But, yeah, no way. And, Nick, please. Uh-huh. Do not lose your basketball credibility by saying Ja Morant, yeah. as much as I love him, would have cooked MJ. Please don't. Okay, do well, listen, I there's I was going to try to do this softly and kindly, but Brew took a bit of a, you know, a generational shot at me with the idea that I was unable right. to watch Michael Jordan, saying, Oh, I was in diapers. How old yeah, were but you? the internet exists. Now no well, the internet exists, and you know the you know, the research that I've done for this NBA project I'm doing, which, by the way, number five, Tim Duncan, number four, Magic Johnson, came out on Sunday. Our top three come out in the coming weeks. So I've done even a further deep dive because even though you call me a Jordan hater, he is firmly inside that top three of the last 50 years. In fact, I'll oh, say the wow. top three oh, really? of okay. the all-time. And there are parts of Michael <laughs> Jordan that I actually think, Brew, have been underrated by the general public because we, we people stick to certain iconic moments, the shot we showed over Yellow, the shot over Byron Russell, the dunk contest, and some of the some of his greatest seasons on both ends of the court were before the Bulls won anything. He had a 33-8-8 eight eight right. year, he had the 37-6-5 year, and that was before the Bulls were winning. So I actually think the Jordan story gets told wrongly on both sides, right? And as far as the vertical leap thing, as much as I respect the intrepid journalists at Bleacher Report, back I think in Jordan's era they had to measure the vertical leap with rulers and the eye test. So I'm going to go ahead and okay. say I, I'm a little skeptical <laughs> that Michael Jordan has the highest vertical leap of anyone in Come NBA on. history. A little skeptical. I'm going to say I'm, I'm guessing Vince Carter can jump higher than Michael Jordan. I'm just guessing no, that Vince Carter 43. can jump higher. 43. Yeah, okay. Well, then guess what? Then I guess Jordan Vince must have been 42 and a half because I watched them both. <laughs> and Jordan, again, again, the fact that we're going to the Bleacher Report know, has YouTube. written once. Bleacher Report wrote once. That, that Okay, <laughs> in, great. In Bleacher, Bleacher Report, Report respected? Well, they were t- they were negative twenty five years old when that vertical leap would have been taken. So they must have aggregated that from somewhere. My guess is some old crusty newspaper reporter was like, "I was there. It was four feet off the ground." Name Chris They're like Broussard. four feet, four, 48 <laughs> inches. Sounds right to me. But here's the thing, Wilds. The answer to this is the don't is call obvious. me crusty either. Both guys would have cooked each other. Now, if the question is one on one to eleven. 
who wins, of course I'm saying Michael Jordan would win the overall game. Nobody's arguing otherwise. But if if the question is, would Ja have gotten his, would Ja have been able to do not just what Allen Iverson did, but what Kevin Johnson did and break Michael Jordan's ankles a couple times, leave him fall, laying on the ground saying, Pippen and Rodman, that's what we brought you here for. Well, Rodman won on the team. Okay. Uh, that, well, no. Well, I mean, again, everyone remembers the AI clip. Do they remember the Kevin Johnson clip? Do they remember the Kobe Bryant clip? Do they remember the, and Brew, you'll like this. Oh, the great Rod Strickland. Google Rod Strickland, Michael Jordan, throw it in the old YouTube. Get a nice three-minute compilation of hot Rod Strickland cooking him up. So, yeah, I do think Ja Morant would cook him, and I think Jordan would cook Ja, and I think it would be an entertaining match. But only Jordan acolytes and sycophants would act like Ja wouldn't get his wilds. Can Can I defend the Iverson clip real quick? It was on officially March 3rd, 1997. Michael Jordan was 34 years old, the same age as Mike Conley. So if Mike Conley got cooked right now, we wouldn't be like, ah, prime Mike Conley. Joe Ingles is 34. If you cook up Joe Ingles, you know, prime Joe Ingles, 34-year-old Michael Jordan. This is viewed as MJ's prime when he's far past his athletic prime. And Broussard, I think there's a little bit of Michael Jordan... Uh, misremembering, how about that, because of the last dance. There should be a new project called The First Few Dances because the last yes. dance focused so much, and Ja mentioned it on his like mindset, that it's almost we've gotten to a strange, strange point where MJ's early athleticism and the great reporting of Bleacher Report is being called into question, <laughs> where all of a sudden, Give because Ja can dunk on some people, it's true! Early athletic Michael Jordan now is being forgotten. And we're like, oh, of course, Ja, he's so fast. He would cook up Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan's now being underrated, Broussard. That's my take. Underrated Michael Jordan. Outstanding, outstanding point, Wiles. And Nick just did it. And again, I get it. He was in diapers when Jordan was really at his athletic. No. Yeah, having blowouts. Okay, but you you were close. You you're a young guy. Okay, um, but Jordan came into the league. I mean, the athleticism is what got people. And and, of and there, I don't save you. What is what is the phrase? Wild use miss me, miss me with the oh they weren't athletic back then. Hadn't we seen Dr. Uh, J playing against plumbers? Hadn't we? Hadn't didn't we have Dominique Wilkins, Clyde Drexler? I mean, there were plenty of superstar athletes, like athletes, quickness, leaping ability, and all that at that time. And Jordan's was head and shoulders above most. All right. And the thing that made him the goat, even I'll give it to Nick if you want to argue goat conversation, whatever. The thing that made him that was the unique combination of otherworldly athleticism combined with understanding the fundamentals of the game, which he learned in North Carolina from Dean Smith, playing team basketball. So all of that said, but I agree, Nick. Ultimately, we agree. Josh certainly would have got his. But he would have lost, obviously, to Jordan. But, yeah, he could have got some moves and scored, yeah. Again, I'm not a count the rings guy, and I know you aren't exclusively either, Brew. The point I the, the point I was trying to make in the beginning about the Jordan thing is, I think there is a strong argument to be made that Jordan's singular best season came when he didn't win a championship. 
They, and it wasn't even the year he won Defensive Player of the Year and MVP. It was the year after that. When Michael Jordan put it all together and they lost to the Pistons in the conference finals in the Scottie Pippen one for 10 game. The, you know, like you could argue that was the peak of Jordan's powers. And that was a time where Jordan was the best athlete in the league. So I, I, I buy all of that. Do I buy that Bleacher Report uncovered an old newspaper article where somebody eyeballed his vertical leap and it's five inches better than Vince Carter's? What you're telling me is Michael Jordan had a five, Vince Carter, you said, is 43. That was measured I'm officially. I'm just reporting that Michael, what was reported. No. No, but again, Nick, the Bleacher Report Nick, didn't report that. They did. Hold on. You're acting like Jordan played in the Stone Age. They were able to record verticals at that time. Stop. Okay. It with, oh, well, they, then, did, they didn't they record verticals. Oh, no, you can't. Okay. Okay. In fairness, inches. Nick, it's been between, it's somewhere they say between 42 and 48. So let's go Oh, okay. In fairness. Oh, the truth comes out. Oh, so my 42 and a half stands. Still one inch, one inch better than Jaws and two better than Vince's. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, price line. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Tyreek Hill took a break from diminishing Mahomes' accomplishments to say it's last call <laughs> at the elite QB bar for Tua. Take a listen. You know, in the NFL, they only give you like two to three years to be a successful quarterback, especially if you're a first-round draft pick. And if you if you don't succeed after those years, then it's kick rocks, man. So basically, they don't put two into that. You know, I feel like so. For no reason. This is basically his last year, man. Just to show people what, what he got. Great chair, tough take, Nick. Do you actually agree with this Tyree take? I mean, he shouldn't be saying it, but it's definitely accurate. Listen, guys. Hmm. Miami, I think, is going to have an inventive offense. I really like Mike McDaniel. I like their defense. Uh, their weapons are Tyreek and Waddle and Gesicki and Mostert and Edmonds in the backfield. The problem yeah. is they have a quarterback that can't throw the ball more than 12 yards downfield. And all year long, it's going to be frustrating. Or uh, as long as the season goes until Tua gets pulled, it's going to be frustrating. And Miami's going to have to figure out what they're doing at quarterback. Like they, there's a reason Teddy Bridgewater's on this roster making six and a half million dollars. There's a reason that the Miami Dolphins were so heavy in the Deshaun Watson and then the Tom Brady sweepstakes. It's because they know Tua, as as good of a guy as he is, is not it. And so, yeah, I mean, I I, I think Tyreek is Bruce slowly coming to terms 
with the decision he made. And I'm not even saying it's the wrong decision. Tyreek decided to choose quality of life, a livability of a city, weather, and money over the ability to compete for championships, at least in the short term. Now, if Miami gets the quarterback position right, Brew, then I think they are right there competing with Buffalo in the AFC East because I do like the roster. And Mike McDaniels is obviously, we know nothing about him as a head coach, but as far as drawing up offensive plays, he seems incredibly creative and really cutting edge. But yeah, I mean, I don't know that Tua will be the Dolphins' starting quarterback come Thanksgiving. I am very confident he will not be the Dolphins' starting quarterback come week one next year. Wow. Um, well, look, I do agree with Tyreek's assertion that, hey, it's do or die this year for Tua. I don't think that's necessarily fair. Uh, he's played 20. He started 21 games, 13 and 8 for a, a mediocre team. So I, I'll give him a little credit for that. He showed that he can win. Um, and I don't think it's right in today's NFL where every quarterback has to get it done in his first few seasons. There will be those who it takes a little while. It may take four or five years before they really hit their stride. And we'll see these guys in mid-career. Wow, what a career he's starting to have. And I don't know if two is that type of guy or not, but some guys are going to get left by the wayside because they didn't do it right away. That said, Nick, I do think Tua will have a breakout year. And by breakout year, I'm not saying he'll be uh, all pro. I am saying that I think at least for the next few years, the Dolphins will feel like we have our guy. Okay, wow. I, I think two is being unfairly criticized. I mean, you got no love for him. I think he's going to have a great year. Like you said, he's got weapons galore. And you're right. If he doesn't do it with these weapons, then, I mean, my goodness, when are you going to do it? So I'm with you on that. The offensive line has improved. Last year, Nick, he had the worst offensive line in football. Now, with Teron Armstead, the free agent they signed, it should improve to mediocre. Be the worst. Okay, yeah, so sure. he'll have more protection. He'll have more weapons. And I know he didn't throw the deep ball a lot, but when he did throw it, he was accurate. You have to give him. He's accurate. He was seventh in the league last year in completion percentage, 68%. And on deep balls, he was first in the league in completion percentage at 50%. Now, again, relatively small sample size, but we did throw it 30-some-odd times and completed half of those balls. He can throw it 60 yards. All right, so with that speed 60? that he's got on the outside, yes, I, mean, oh. I could throw a football 60 yards back in high school. I mean, and I'm not right. seriously, he can throw a football 60 yards. There's no way I don't think he can throw a football 60 yards. And so I, again, I'm not saying he's got a cannon, <laughs> but Joe Burrow doesn't have a cannon and he's, he's pretty good, right? Yeah. So yeah. he's, he sees the field. He makes good decisions or quick decisions. And I think that'll enable him to get away with it, even though he doesn't have the strongest arm in the league. Wilds, I saw you raise your eyebrows, but I've got something here I could. from Bleacher Report saying Chris Broussard at uh, Cleveland High School threw the ball 60 meters. Uh, squeak I wasn't even so a I'm not sure how they measured it. I'm not sure exactly. That's Listen, this is yards? the same 
Fuzzy oh math era of Jordan has got a 48-inch vertical and Bruce throwing the ball 60 yeah. yards. Listen, man, the early 80s were a wild time when it came to measurements. Like, so it's just kind of hard <laughs> to decipher. First of all, it was mid-80s. What's what? Mid-80s. Okay, my bad. I apologize. Mid-80s. I apologize. So <laughs> go ahead. Listen, 60 First yards. All, that's, I don't that's know that Tua can throw the ball 60 yards. No, he could. Look, he it was on a scouting report. It said strengths, has an arm like high school Chris Broussard. Like, okay, that sounds <laughs> yeah. good. Let's draft him. Uh, all right, here's the biggest yards. question. What is Tyreek Hill doing? Why is he saying this? Like, the big winner for me listening to this podcast was Draymond, because Draymond knows his public persona, knows how to play the media. Tyreek Hill does not. Tyreek Hill is out here trying to get clicks, I guess, trying to get listens. But there's no reason to say this, to put any pressure on Tua. It's also just wrong. Ryan Tannehill was was traded from the Dolphins, and he had the number one pick. Well, Mitch Trubisky is going to start. Marcus Mariota is going to start. So it's just not true. And that's just one. This was the most, I would say, milquetoast thing that he said because he said something more incendiary later in the podcast. Can I get your reaction to this, Nick? Take a listen. That 2019 offense with the Chiefs was stupid, bro. Right. right. But I, but when I go out to practice each and every day, like I say, bro, I see the same exact team, bro. I swear, as, as far as explosive, as far as dynamic, bro, we have the same weapons, bro. And maybe even more, bro. Oh, so more. here's... Here is more. Listen, 2019 Chiefs offense, one of the, you know, I think four highest scoring offenses in NFL history. Mahomes threw 15 touchdowns, 5,000 yards. Dolphins offense going to be better. I buy it. Uh, Here's the thing, bro. (laughs) Who over the last three years, four years, has looked the best when you look, when you consider Antonio Brown's career? The answer is Mike Tomlin. Because Tomlin had Antonio Brown in Pittsburgh, and we knew he was a little eccentric, but we didn't think he was an utter maniac. And then he leaves there, and he's freezing his feet off, and he's smuggling fake helmets, and he's retiring, and he's unretiring, and he's stripping on the field. It's like, my God, Tomlin crushed that. Okay, so Tyreek hasn't done anything, you know, this offseason to the level of the insanity of Antonio Brown. But it does make it clear Tyreek's always had a lot of hot takes. And over these last four years, I haven't heard any of them. I haven't heard a single. Have we ever discussed a Tyreek Hill soundbite on this show? The answer is no. So I don't know if that's Brett Veach, Andy Reid, Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, what it is. But in Kansas City, Tyreek said nothing of note ever. And now, bro, he's in Miami and he can't stop talking. Well, look, the new media wasn't as big back then when he was in Kansas City, so there's that. But look, Uh the weapons on Miami are tremendous. The difference will be, when you look at that team versus Kansas City, Jacecki's good, he's not Travis Kelsey. But as much as I like Tua, he's not Patrick Mahomes. And that is going to be the major I think you might even agree. (laughs) But Nick, I think you might agree, (laughs) the Miami weapons... They are. They legit. have better running backs. Would you give them They that? have better running backs, and Waddle, we'll see how good Waddle is. And but you the got Ke- two really good. Right, right. Yeah, but Kelsey's one of the three greatest tight ends ever, and Mike Gusecki is nice. Helps. So, like, that's right. a he, significant that's, that's difference. Look. But Waddle's better than – who was their second receiver that year? Sammy Watkins. Kansas City. 
Sammy Watkins. Okay. He's coming he's up. Stay talking okay. Baker. More first things first next. Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. On the Browns' tenure for Baker. A few months ago, the Browns won an adult in the room. New article from Jason Lloyd said Baker was widely viewed as childish and immature, annoying teammates, and was difficult to coach. Nick, are you surprised by this new report? Listen, I do think at times he was immature. I don't think the Browns should keep talking about it. And even if this is all old reporting, one of the reasons they are so going to be so objectively screwed over the first minimum eight to ten games of the season is because they couldn't stop talking trash about Baker Mayfield uh, while he was still there. If they had handled this better, Brew, then maybe they wouldn't be having to go with Jacoby Brissett for the first few months, if not the entirety of this season. So, no, I'm not sur- – listen, I think Baker uh, was better his most recent year as far as mature- maturity goes – but obviously that fiery personality, there are some drawbacks to it. But I just don't know why the Browns were so insistent on letting the world know how much they disliked their own quarterback while he was still their own quarterback. That's one of the reasons they had to end up eating $10 million of his salary and only got a fourth or a fifth round pick back for him. No, I agree with you on that. You and I both felt like the Browns and Baker should have had, you know, a brief reconciliation where Baker could have been their quarterback this season. But this report does make sense because it explains why they didn't bring him back. Remember, he threw out the olive branch. Well, you know, it's going to have to take some reaching out. You know, he kind of threw it out there. They never reached out. And this is why. Now, rightly or wrongly, they clearly just feel like no, this dude is so immature. And even though Jacoby Brissett is not as good as Baker, he apparently is more mature. But you're, it looks bad coming from the Browns. I, I don't need to hear the Browns talk about the quarterback's uh, character, off-field behavior. Anything off the field, don't talk about with your quarterback because Deshaun Watson obviously has his own issues. So when you're talking about Baker... Whoever your quarterback is, keep it to on-the-field stuff because they don't look good right now with criticizing Baker's character, and then you brought in Deshaun Watson right now. See, Jason Lloyd of The Athletic, who wrote the article, handed out a lot of L's, not only to Baker, but also to the Browns coaching staff. So Stefanski didn't get away scot-free here. He said that uh, Baker was criticizing Stefanski, for the protection that led him to get sacked a bunch of times against the Steelers. Also criticized Stefanski when they missed a, uh, he missed a game against the uh, meeting post-Patriots because Stefanski was dealing with Miles Garrett. But here's the thing that I think is under the radar, Nick. Can you tell me if you think this is going to be an issue in Carolina? Mayfield had a passer rating of 17.8 in the final four minutes of games last season when the Browns trailed by one possession or less. That's from Jason Lloyd's article. Do you think Baker in crunch time is a significant issue or are you just blaming that on, like, hurt Baker? Well, no, well, I think part of it's hurt. I think part of it is a minuscule sample of final four minutes of one-score games with the ball. We're probably talking about less than 50 passes, and I, I remember a few vividly 
of some terrible interceptions he threw, and that obviously will wreck the passer rating. But I do think that Baker, the, the my biggest on-field criticism of Baker Mayfield is a simple one, Wilds. He needs to recognize he is no longer an elite athlete for his position. He, he, wa- he was fine athletically, collegiately. In the pros, he is slow compared to the guys chasing him, and he, is, he abandons the pocket too early like he's Kyler. He's not the athlete Kyler yep. is, and he too often tries to go make things happen with his legs. He can't do that. Out there thinking like he's a Chris Broussard in high school. Jimmy G to the Bucks yes, right. <laughs> at a brief moment in the sun. Till Rick Stroud had something to say about it. Tampa Bay Times reporter was quick to discredit stories, sharing that an anonymous Bucks coach said, quote, if Garoppolo could throw a deep ball, he would have won two Super Bowls already. A quick correction, anonymous Bucks coach. Jimmy G does have two, two Super Bowl rings. And they're not just all because of Tom Brady. Broussard, these anonymous quotes that were factually wrong, fair or foul? Oh, they're foul. They are so foul. And Wilds, we have found a photo of that anonymous coach. Check this out. A little surprise for the show. Check, check this out. I think really? we got it. Do, do we have that photo? Really uncovering that, they're, they're, oh, The oh. one on the left, um, that, that's, the, that's the anonymous. You see Todd Bowles the and then the anonymous coach. <laughs> and apparently this coach, Nick, has never seen the graphic. The, he's never seen the oh. graphic. All right? He, he, Everyone he, has. This but. anonymous coach got some nerve. Never seen the graphic, and he's talking mess. But here's the deal. There it is. Here's the deal. How about saying if the San Francisco defense had been able to hold up a lead, they were up 20 to 10 with nine minutes left. Now, I was glad. I was pulling for Kansas City. But they were up 20 to 10 with nine minutes left in the game and couldn't stop the Chiefs. Okay, so how about that? Jimmy G shouldn't have been in position where he had to hit Emmanuel Sanders for that touchdown pass to win the Super Bowl. How about that? And Nick, I know you want to bash him, but in that season, 2019, guess who led the NFL in deep ball completion percentage? Care to guess? No way. Jimmy G, 61%. 2019, 61% of his deep balls completed. Number one in the league, Pat Mahomes was second with 51%. Now, it's gone down since then. But that year, he was accurate on the deep ball. So I'm just saying. Listen, the Jimmy G conversations frustrate me. I don't know if you can tell. But now there has something. There's a silver lining of this. Wilds. There are a lot of old numbers, new numbers, advanced numbers, basic numbers bouncing around at all times. A lot rattling around in my brain. And I need to occasionally just eliminate some. And I now know, based on two things Broussard has said, that deep ball completion percentage is a stat I don't care about. If the 2019 leader in the NFL was Jimmy Garoppolo and the 2021 leader in the NFL was Tua Tungavailoa, then I'm going to go ahead and say that stat is garbage and throw it in the trash. Now, 
this whole idea of, oh, yeah, if the defense would have held up or if Jimmy G in that Super Bowl hadn't thrown an interception literally with his eyes closed, maybe they wouldn't have, maybe they would have had more than a 10-point lead. If Jimmy G, after the Chiefs scored the first touchdown to come back and make it 20-17, didn't repeatedly have balls knocked down at the line of scrimmage because he was shocked Chris Jones was there, maybe they would have won there. But the fact of the matter is this. I'm gonna I'm gonna now counteract Bruce nonsense graphic with a very basic. Anyone that screams and hollers Jimmy G's a winner because he wins two out of every three games he plays, I'm gonna show you his playoff numbers. Where he also Seven. has a 67 winning percentage. Show me the playoff numbers. That's his playoff career, guys. 74 pass rating, four touchdowns, six picks, 160 yards per game. But he's four and two. Of course, this coach is right, guys. Can we, can we, for the love of God, please, do, you don't have to listen to me. Just believe your eyes. And by your eyes, I guess your eyes, your brain, your heart, anything, the fact that no one will trade for him, the fact that he is no longer a, I'm doing my for Wednesday, starting quarterback pyramid. Guess who's not on it? Nice. Jimmy Garoppolo, Wild. Do you know why? Because he's not a starting quarterback. Yikes. Good job, Cook MJ one on one. Best playoff. We discuss Cook. next with Antoine Walker. That's it. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry. Also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. July 19th, Judge, Otani, Machado, all headed to the City of Stars for the Midsummer Classic. It's the 2022 All-Star Game from Dodger Stadium, July 19th on Fox. It's time for prime performance from Whole Foods Market. Nurture your nature by the basket and the cart. John Morant sat down with Taylor Rooks, and was very complimentary of Michael Jordan. Also said, he would have cooked MJ. Take a listen. I wish I played in his generation, though. Yeah. You wish you would have played in his generation? Yeah. Why? I heard he was like, like just how he, you know, go about the game. You know, just that mindset he had. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would like to, you know, play against him, so. Yeah. You know, yeah, this time you're not saying, I would have cooked him. I would have cooked him, too. <laughs> You would have cooked Michael Jordan. Man, I, nobody got more confidence than 12. <laughs> Brew, does Ja have a point? Mm. Would he have cooked up MJ? Well, look, guys, you know, Kevin Wiles didn't like Ja Morant. He, he, he'd rather have Patrick Beverly. So I became gladly, okay. I gladly that became the true. Ja Morant guy on this show. I but hope it, you don't lose that. Gladly took Ja. I, I love Ja, all right? And I love the confidence. This is the type of confidence and mentality that allows you to go from Murray State to the All-Star game. Mm-hmm. And so I like it. And if you, while, and we all watched the full clip, he was very complimentary of MJ. He wasn't just dissing him. And I do think, Nick, I will admit this, I do think Ja, had they played in a game, he would have had, so he would have scored on MJ. He would have had some nice okay, moments, maybe could have crossed thank him you. over like Allen Iverson did, right, famously. He, definitely. 
But one-on-one or even in a game, who would have got the best of who? Come on. We all know, and, and quite frankly, I think Ja even knows that Michael Jordan would have got the best of him. First of all, he's 6'6", six, six, Ja 6'3". Six, Jordan was as athletic, at least, I would say more athletic. Now, there's, there's discrepancy. Ja's vertical <laughs> leap is 44 inches. Jordan's uh-huh. is somewhere between 42 and 47. Okay, so let's say 45. We'll <laughs> go in between. We'll say uh-huh. 45. Still equal to or better than Jaws. All right, so one of the greatest athletes we've ever seen in the NBA, if not the greatest, or one of the greatest. So Jaw wouldn't have had an advantage there. He's got a disadvantage with the height. Jordan, we know, was a phenomenal defender. Even noted Michael Jordan hater, Nick Wright, has him top 20-ish defensively of all yeah, time. of course. So he would have been able to stop Ja way more. Ja wouldn't have been able to stop. MJ would have scored every time. Because Ja's shorter every and he's time? not a great, maybe not even a good defender. I mean, you know, roughly every time. All right, could have shot over him, could have went around, done whatever he wanted and God to. God knows And Jordan then finally, Nick... The competitive, the competitiveness of Michael uh-huh. Jordan is a uh-huh. legendary. Whether we're talking uh-huh. ping pong, whether we're talking yeah. billiards, or whether we're yeah. talking basketball. So right. that all, all that conspires, Nick, to make mm-hmm. for a tenacious one-on-one player. You know yeah. it, I know it, and deep down inside, Ja knows it. Okay, so listen, I think we mostly agree. So I do, I do think John Morant would cook Michael Jordan. I don't think Michael Jordan would cook John Morant. I think if they were going one-on-one, all ones to 11, it probably is 11 to 6 or 11 to 7 Michael. And I, I the idea that Ja would never stop him, is a little of the Michael Jordan, Paul Bunyan stuff that, you know, irritates me. There was a fake, there was a parody Twitter account, uh, this week that had a tweet go viral. And I didn't know it was a parody account at first. And it was, you know, Jordan's on the cover of the new 2K. And it says that Michael Jordan's three point rating in the new 2K is 99 and Steph's is 98. And I was like, yeah, (laughs) checks out. Like, yeah, I mean, that probably is what people think it should be. And then I realized it was fake account. Uh, but I was like, no, I think so. I mean, same people voted Michael Jordan the greatest college player ever. In fact, I think there was a poll that about was who was the, the tallest I'm with NBA player ever. I'm with and Jordan came in third. Came in third. Tallest NBA player ever. I'm like, Who's we really tall? actually can measure that one. Uh, so, but the idea that Jordan would, it just couldn't, you know, he couldn't, it was Iverson crossed him up once. He was 39 years old, and that was the only time. That, of course, is nonsense. Okay. There's a great clip of KJ making him fall, Kobe dunking on him, Rod Strickland. Hot Rod Strickland has a three-minute compilation of just Hot Rod Strickland cooking him up just in the playoffs. So, yeah, of course, Ja would get his. I am a little intrigued, though, Wild, by Brew, you know, focusing on the height, the weight, the athleticism advantage Jordan would well, have. Did, did I focus but, on that? Well, well, it was just part of the argument. It was just part of it. I just, I just, so this bigger, stronger, faster, more athletic is going to be at least part of the equation 
on who the better one-on-one player is. I, I, there's no one I can that comes to mind immediately who's bigger, stronger, okay, and go. more athletic than Jordan. But hey, neither here nor there. But I do think that Ja would get his. I think there's no question about it that Ja would get his. But I do think that because Jordan is the better defensive player, Ja wouldn't get his as often as Jordan would get his. Jordan would win the game. Yeah, by better defensive and, and player, what, do you yeah, mean one of here. the best defensive players of all time and the defensive player yeah. of the year Thank in 1988? Like, yeah, I think he would be a little bit Thank better. You. And just if we can go through that video rip of Michael Jordan getting cooked, let's just go one by one. First sure. one is in March 1997, where Jordan is 37, 34 years old, same age as Mike Conley. This is famous, but this is not prime athletic Michael Jordan. This is 30s tenacity Michael Jordan with the bat, you know, in the cigars, Michael Jordan. You know, everybody can talk trash when they're out. This is not prime athletic breaking the backboard, Michael Jordan. Then you're like, oh, Kevin Johnson did it, too. Breaking the backboard. And did what? Have an off, yeah, he broke the backboard in Italy he, you know, before he, he was just born. played. That's into an offensive your hands, foul. Nick. <laughs> it, that is an offensive foul. That's an offensive foul that should have been called. That should have been called. That's oh, like you want to call up Michael you, Jordan. Hold on. Yeah. hold on a second. Hold on a second. You want to go back through Jordan's go. history and do f- f- in the finals offensive fouls that should have been just, called before hey, jump shots? We, we want to do that. I'm just saying. I'm, I'm just looking that. at what I got. I don't even know what you're uh-huh. referring to. I don't even uh-huh. know what you're referring to. I don't have yeah. all of NBA history memorized yeah. like you. Uh-huh. I, what offensive sure. foul? And then finally, Kobe dunked on Michael Jordan. <laughs> yeah, Michael Kobe got, got. I mean, it's a nice tripping. play. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, Michael got. This is not you're a being dunk Kobe's 18. Oh, come on. Kobe's you're 18. You're being liberal Michael with got the caught sleeping. On, what do you Nick? want? What do you dunked mean? He got caught on. sleeping. Got caught back the door. Word dunked on. He got caught. Go, he got caught Maybe back that's door. what they call dunked on in Kansas City. That's I wouldn't no, say dunked listen, on. Listen, he just got caught sleeping. By. Guys, it happens to everybody. And unfortunately, you know, Rodman he, wasn't there to clean up his mess and Pitbull wasn't there to clean up his mess as he was used to. So he, he got there. Do I think Ja could do this to him? I do. I do, and do I buy okay. stop for it. one no. second? It. You do that not. Michael Jordan, listen, my, peak athleticism Michael Jordan is an underrated part of his career because Count the Rings culture has made it a six-year career, and we erased the first five years where, or for six years where he was magnificent but didn't Agreed. win. So I, I, and the athleticism off the charts. But do I, Brew, what was Vince Carter's measured vertical leap? What was Vince's measured vertical leap? You 43. Know the okay. 43. Do I believe for a second that Michael Jordan at any point in his career had a higher vertical leap than peak Vince Carter? I do not. So if Vince's was 43, Why not? Jordan's, you said it could have been 42 to 48 because they're roughly the same height and I've seen Vince do things Jordan could never do. Like, give me a break. Give me a break. I mean, so Jordan's tops out at really? 42 Look, and a half. I, I, yes, really. I do think Vince Carter is the greatest game dunker in NBA history, better than Michael Jordan in that regard. But I wouldn't go as far as to say that that means Jordan's vertical wasn't higher. I mean, like I said, it's in that range. 42 to 48 is what what is reported. Bleacher Report just goes full 48. They go full 48. Take it up with Bleacher Report. All right, don't take it up with me. Take it up with Bleacher Report, a very reputable publication and outlet. So I'm that didn't exist when Jordan was jumping. If you're not fine, if you're not fine, 